0: Today is May 18th. In 1980, Mount St. Helens underwent a catastrophic and deadly eruption, triggering the largest landslide ever recorded. Earlier in the year, thousands of small earthquakes venting steam and growing bulge protruding 450 feet indicated that magma was rising in the volcano. Then, at 8.32 a.m. local time, 41 years ago, a 5.1 magnitude earthquake rocked the mountain, triggering the huge landslide and lateral blast that collapsed the volcano's northern face. Hot pressurized magma erupted, and the ash plume reaching, reached a towering height of 80,000 feet before blanketing the surrounding region. The United States Geological Survey geologists described the destructive blast: it completely covered and destroyed an area of 230 square miles in a matter of five to nine minutes, and essentially killed everything within that area. 57 people, including volcanologist David Johnston and photojournalist Reed Blackburn, were killed during the May 18, 1980 eruption of Mount St. Helens. The Johnston Ridge Observatory in Tootle, Washington, was renamed for the late volcanologist. As of May 10, 2021, while the observatory itself is closed with no firm opening date, the plaza area behind the building with an incredible view of the crater and volcano and blast zone is open. The dense forest that covered the slopes of the volcano was reduced to ash inside an area known as the Inner Blast Zone, which extended to about 6.2 miles or 10 kilometers from the summit. Trees farther away from the Inner Blast Zone were also damaged by the searing heat. The total extent of the devastated forested area is known as the Blowdown Zone. Over the past decades, this area slowly rebounded with life. Mud flows, also known as lahars, carrying debris from volcanic eruptions, formed rapidly from the melting ice and snow on Mount St. Helens flanks. The massive lahars created in 1980 eruption damaged homes, roads, and bridges in nearby communities. Mount St. Helens stands today at an 8,363-foot high stratovolcano located in Skamania County, Washington, some 1,300 feet shorter than before its 1980 eruption. It is the most active volcano in the Cascade Ridge, which runs along the northwest coast of North America. The Cascade Ridge is part of the Pacific Ring of Fire. Mount St. Helens is still considered one of the most dangerous volcanoes in the United States. Since 1980, Mount St. Helens has continued to experience periodic earthquakes and volcanic eruptions, but not to the same extent of that seen in 1980. The Cascade's Volcano Observatory continually monitors activity at Mount St. Helens. On the morning of May 18, 1974, a nuclear device was detonated in the Rajasthan Desert near Pokhran, India. This evident event came as a shock to the entire world. Work on a nuclear fission device had been authorized by Indian Prime Minister Indira Gandhi on September 7, 1972. A small team of about 75 scientists and engineers at the Bab Atomic Research Center, the BARC, began the process of designing and developing an atomic bomb. The head of the development team was Raja Muramana. The plutonium for the device was extracted from the Cirrus, the Canada-India Reactor-US Research Reactor, a 40-megawatt reactor supplied by Canada that began operating in 1960. The device's design was similar to the implosion design used on the Fat Man bomb, but the Indian design was simpler and less sophisticated than the American system. The underground test is often referred to as Smiling Buddha, and was not a deliverable weapon. The actual yield is some subject to some debate. The official yield was set at 12 kilotons, although more likely than the yield was lower around 8 kilotons. The Indian government referred to the test as peaceful nu- nuclear explosion geared toward exploring such things as enhanced mining techniques, the stimulation of oil reservoirs to increase both production rate and ultimate recovery of oil, and to conduct other feats on large-scale underground nuclear engineering. International reaction was negative, and Canada cut off virtually all nuclear assistance. The United States was restricted such collaborations and successfully persuaded India not to carry out further nuclear tests at that time. India continued its research and development on nuclear weapons, most out of sight of the public. Pakistan, India's longtime rival, accelerated its nuclear program in response. And on Tuesday, May 18, 2011, a retired prison guard ate his 25,000th Big Mac, 39 years to the day after eating his first nine. Don Gorski was honored after reaching the meaty milestone during a ceremony at a McDonald's in his hometown of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Surely, McDonald's most loyal customer, Guinness World Records, recognized Gorski's feet three years and 2,000 Big Macs ago, and the 57-year-old says he has no desire to stop. I plan on eating Big Macs until I die, he said. I have no intentions of changing. It's still my favorite food. Nothing has changed in 39 years. I look forward to it every day. The sign beneath the Golden Arches Tuesday read, Congrats, Don Gorski, 25,000 Big Macs. Before he ate number 25,000, he showed dozens of onlookers, many of the different styles of cartons he had collected over the years, and other Big Mac-related stories. Before biting into the sandwich, he said, It's been seven years since 20,000. Same thing goes this year, folks. You can't have the carton, and it probably still takes 16 bites for me to finish a Big Mac. The crowd erupted into applause. Gorski, who appeared in the 2004 documentary Super Size Me, which examined the fast food industry, looks nothing like one might expect a fast food junkie. He's trim and walks regularly for exercise, and he attributes his build to being hyperactive. He said that he was recently given a clean bill of health and that his cholesterol is low. Gorski's obsession with the burger, two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, and onions on a sesame seed bun, for those not familiar with the once-ubiquitous ads, started May 17, 1972 when he bought three Big Macs to celebrate the purchase of a new car. He was hooked, and he went back to McDonald's twice more that day, eating nine before they closed. He's only gone eight days since without eating a Big Mac, and most days he eats two. Among the reasons he skipped today was to grant his mother a dying wish— his last Big Mac list day was Thanksgiving of 2000 when he forgot to stock up and the store was closed for the holiday. Gorski says he loves numbers and counting things and was inspired to start counting his burgers because McDonald's noted how many hamburgers were served on their sign. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. The PeopleHistory.com, Mount St. Helens at EarthSky.org, India Becomes a Nuclear Power at AtomicArchive.com, and United States Man Eats 25,000th Big Mac at NBCNews.com. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.